0: On August 17th in San Francisco, California, a grisly scene unfolds when a man's torso is found floating in a fish tank within his own home. Two suspects arrested, seemingly guilty, but yet they still walk free. You're listening to the Mysterious Brews Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of Brian Egg.
1: Somewhere in the bowels of Georgia. And as you can tell, I have not been smoking a carton of Marlboros all day. A little under the weather with the senuses. <laughs> all right. But more importantly.
0: I got one take, man. That's one One take. Charlie right there, boy.
1: That's two. They, we got two they call, under the belt they, now.
0: They call me one take coach. <laughs>
1: well. Uh, Since you are so giddy about it, let's just go ahead and tell the people.
0: Well, I tried to eat some jerky, you know, to calm my stomach, but I think it's been sitting on this table for about a month. Open. (laughs) It ain't easy to chew. Anyway, I'm very excited about the beer we're drinking today because it is something I've been trying to drink for a long-ass time. That's El Segundo Brewing Company. Where are they out of?
1: California, you dumb son of a gun.
0: You don't know that. Huh, yeah, you kissed my ass. <laughs> Virginia Beach, Virginia. <laughs> well, color me wrong. Oh, uh, It says brewed and canned for El Segundo Brewery by New Realm Brewing Company in Virginia Beach, Virginia. We know New Realm. And it is Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA.
1: It did not disappoint when I had it last week. And
0: if you don't know who Steve Austin is...
1: Why are you following us? Stone Cold, baby. that's beer is
0: Stone Cold. I told you.
1: Had it on ice and in the fridge. The man knows me. We have a shout-out that I would like to tell all the good people in podcast land about. Okay. And her name is Kaylee Rollins. If you will remember from last week's episode, she was one of our new patrons, Hmm. but she emailed using the old interweb machine, Mm -hmm. and she sent us $30 in beer money, and I spent 20 of that on a 12-pack, and probably six of that was your one beer. (laughs) (laughs) It was worth it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
0: Man, this is, hold on. I'm about to take that inaugural sip. Kelly's rumbling.
1: One second. Hold, please. Bated
0: breath. Oh, that's good stuff right there.
1: It is good, man. Well, it's cold. Yeah, your eyes are watering. That's cold. I tried to tell you. I you took did. care of you. I'm sorry.
0: So we got a review, five star review off Pod Chaser. It's not on our Apple. By a man named Zach. He recommends podcasts on the Twitter. I said, man. What do I got to do to get on this list? And he said, you're on it. Now he's just tagging us and all kinds of stuff. Heck yeah. But it's because of that, he doesn't want to, the man doesn't want to put his name behind something he doesn't appreciate. So he went on on the line and listened to some episodes, and he said five stars. Coach and Arlo tackle a wide, all caps, variety of mysteries and anything unsolved in the series. UFOs, serial killers, cryptids, true crime, and more. They put the time in and gather as much. Excuse me, sir.
1: I'm sorry, you were reading.
0: You interrupted me. (laughs) They put the time in and gather as much info as possible for each topic to paint a picture for the listeners. Topics are adult themed, not for kids. We've said that since day one. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, a friend was like, hey, I'm listening, but I got my kids in the car. Is that all right? No. (laughs)
1: absolutely not you do not need to do that at all i
0: know my loving mother i love this woman to death she still reminds me you probably get more listeners if you didn't cuss so dang much
1: well and see i was listening to necronomapod and they if you search for them on patreon yeah they don't come up you have to actually type in patreon.com backslash necronomapod because of their adult theme so i wonder if Y'all listeners can help us out and see that we always put hmm. go to Patreon backslash Mysterious Brews. But so, I've always we've always put the explicit tag on ours. So so
0: are you saying? Are you is this is this what I'm hearing? You're saying
1: that we would be rich by now? No, there ain't no way. With we'd be Patreon rich. money, no, because uh, Necronomipod they shout yeah. out patrons weekly, and it takes five minutes. Well, that's enough for the. BS. Let's get into the k- 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 case. We are going to talk about a man named Brian Egg, and it's g- it's going to be
0: more of a weird uh, mystery. It's not straightforward as oh, who did it? We know. We probably know who did it. We're ninety yeah, percent sure. We're going to give you the names of ninety nine point nine percent sure these fuck these people <laughs> did it. <laughs> I tried, Mama. I tried.
1: Mama tried to raise me better.
0: You gonna get us sued if you keep on.
1: We get eight seconds. We do? Yeah.
0: Hell, let's play music then. Okay. So in
1: 1976, in the <laughs> south of Market, or Soma District of San Francisco, California. I, I was really about to just belt out Sweet Home Alabama, but I, I was like, okay, they don't want to hear that. No, they probably. They ain't turned in the light. <laughs> Brian Egg got a job as a bartender at the bar called The Stud.
0: Is a I'm not saying I know this from experience. I read it, but it's a very famous gay bar. It's like the most famous gay bar in San
1: Francisco. And he bought a house at 228 Clara Street for $17,000 in what, 1974, I think it was? 76. 76, but dude, his you estate can't sold even
0: find rent.
1: No, Soma... These days for that money. They said Soma right now, people... Uh, they, they sold it for
0: like 2.5... They sold his house for $2.5 million. Mm-hmm. And
1: it's t- it's 800
0: square feet. And he bought it for $17,000. That, my friend... Is a
1: hell of a return. Is re- <laughs> Stop taking words out of my mouth. Sorry, Coach. I feel like we've bonded over this El Segundo. <laughs> <laughs> now, like Coach said, he paid... Hardly anything in today's money for his 800-square-foot home. But the bar, The Stud, was one of the first gay bars in the San Francisco area and was the oldest LGBT bar in the area. Which is saying something.
0: I was in San Francisco.
1: When it closed this past year. No, 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 no. You weren't there when it closed?
0: I was in the Castro District of San Francisco, which is the gay part. Which is kind of redundant. The night they legalized gay marriage. It was a party. They were having a good time. I bet they were. You know what's you know, I definitely support gay marriage, but you know what's funny is there's there had to be several couples that were like one wanted to get married and the other one didn't, and they're just like, Well, I would I get married if I could, but we can't. And then all of a sudden it's like guess what buddy put up her <laughs> shit in <laughs> anyway go ahead so the stud i don't want I don't want inter- to interrupt you anymore anymore yeah okay the stud this is rude at this point so i'm done what is it redundant <laughs> it's the redundancy uh god uh,
1: see that's what i got
0: it's the redundancy department of redundancy oh okay so go ahead
1: the stud closed actually uh, this past year. That's uh, probably due to cold. Yeah. To, to, to that COVID and that debacle. COVID just took in California. COVID took everything from us. Now, Brian was said to be very eccentric, and he enjoyed gardening. They actually said he had a green thumb, and he would give his neighbors potted palm trees, and then he would go around and make sure that they were fertilized, watered, and so he was kind of like the neighborhood gardener, really. Uh, everybody knew him. Everybody loved him. Uh, he walked his dog Lucky religiously every day. His neighbors reported that he did not believe in technology and was a little on the paranoid side when it came to it. He did, however, have a cell phone, but he hardly used it and re- absolutely refused to use a computer. That's that's weird. His time at the stud as a bartender was tumultuous at best. He was reported as having a dark history with the bar and was fired due to breaking bottles while having a meltdown one evening in the late 90s. He faked a suicide attempt on the Old Bay Bridge, and the Old Bay Bridge was one of those double-decker-style bridges where the top went one way and the bottom went the other. And he had made several complaints about the bar, and then he drove his car onto the Bay Bridge through Treasure Island parked his car on the right-hand side of the bridge going into Oakland then got out and walked back to San Francisco. He left fake suicide notes in the car saying that he was ending it all by jumping off the bridge. Hmm. So when authorities find the car, they are like, oh, shit, we've we've got a jumper. So they search for the body in the bay for a couple of days, and they don't find anything. Two weeks go by without anyone seeing Brian, and all of a sudden, He pops up to everyone's amazement, and when asked about the suicide, he confessed that he faked the whole thing to get back at the bar for firing him for him getting upset at work. He should have been allowed to get upset at work. So from that point forward, Brian would stay unemployed, and neighbors would say that he was more like a drifter with a home. He would eat at homeless shelters, basically doing odd jobs to make his rent money now let's just keep this in mind those odd jobs that he's finding in the late 90s in san francisco must be paying well if he's keeping his house payment up but i don't know he may have had it paid off by then i mean that's probably 20 years so who's to know Now, from reports, it sounds like Brian was what we call a negative attention seeker. He wanted people to worry about him and fret about him, but he did have a generous side to him and would let people down on their luck couch surf until their surroundings improved. Now, depending on what you read, either Brian was last seen in late May of 2018 or early June of 2018. Concerned his... Neighbors start calling his phone and his cell phone. Brian's brother, Devin, becomes concerned when he tried to call him and he got a voicemail saying that Brian had gone on vacation. The odd thing about the voicemail, remember, is that he didn't like cell phones. Hmm. And anytime you had called him in the past, it would always say this user has not set up their voicemail box. And the other perplexing thing is that the voice on the message was not Brian's. And they say that his brother, his sister, anybody that really knew him said that if you called his cell phone or his home phone and he missed the phone call, he would just pick it up, see he had a missed phone call, call him right back. Hey, man, what would you need? So that was also a little odd in everybody's I. eye. Now, Brian was 65, and maybe he had just really gone vacation but after three weeks the neighbors and his brother Devin become more concerned because remember he didn't have a steady job so on August the 7th of 2018 Devin along with his sister Lynn file a missing persons report with authorities and asked them to perform a welfare check when police do not get an answer after knocking they just drive away Now, Brian's neighbor, Scott Free, stated to ABC News, yeah, we have to take him Say that name again. We have to take him off. What's his name? His name, God-given name, is Scott Free. Did he get away with it? I don't think he committed a murder, but he's gotten away with a lot of stuff. Scott Free. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Free stated to ABC News 7 that he had witnessed someone he did not recognize coming and going from Brian's home carrying large quantities of bleach. Now, Mr. Free had met Brian at the stud bar where mr free did a comedic stand-up routine as a drag queen named Pippi love stocking in 1996 just months <laughs> before brian was fired that's a good name i have a horrible conf- well, it's not horrible it's just a weird
0: confession i do watch rupaul's drag race i think it's awesome what they can do yes <laughs> let me tell you something i went to a drag show
1: While you were in the Castro District? No,
0: I was in Seattle. Close enough. And let's say there's about 20 drag queens there. Okay. 15 of them. There was no doubt. No doubt that you're looking at a man in a dress. There were five of them that you would not know. Kind of like that lady that won, (laughs) Miss something, some state. You would not know at all until it was way too late. (laughs) Those dudes were gorgeous. You know, baby. (laughs) Those dudes were gorgeous. (laughs) It is weird. It's like, how is that even possible? Like, in a court of law, I'd be like, "Nah, that's a woman. I promise you.
1: So are you recommending the Crocodile Dundee check?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've never seen that movie, so I'm assuming... He reaches down and grabs... Yeah. yeah. Okay. I assumed
1: correctly, but I've never seen that crappy movie.
0: All right, so... Nor will I.
1: Mr. Free calls authorities and requests a second welfare check and explains what he had been seeing. Once authorities arrive on the scene, they receive no answer again, and they just leave. Unwavered, Mr. Free takes the takes to the app next door. And I kind of did not know what that is, but basically if you live in a like a neighborhood there's an app out there and you can all get on it and you can gossip. And basically he starts asking around if anyone's seen Brian and all the neighbors are like, Hey, to mention it. No, I have not seen him in a while. And they all become concerned about his sudden disappearance because it was like one day he was walking his dog and the next day he was not there. Now, We need to go over what is allowed and what is not allowed during a welfare check because there's a lot of people on the interwebs pissed off at the San Francisco Police Department about their welfare checks. They have to have probable cause to enter a residence on a welfare check. And we will post a picture of Mr. Egg's house. And there's not really any windows for them to look into. So if they don't get an answer at the door, they do not hear signs of a struggle or smell something god-awful, they are not allowed to enter your home. I know that may be perplexing to some of us in this day and age, but these officers really are not to blame when we get further into the story. Now, there are a couple of podcasts out there that did an episode on Mr. Egg, and they are highly critical of the San Francisco Police Department, and so is Mr. Free and all of Brian's friends. And to be honest with you, they probably could have done a little bit better, and y'all know as well as the coach and I do, we're going to call a spade a spade. And if these cops had really screwed this up that bad, and we'll get into it a little bit, the... the- part of the mystery is how is how could they have
0: screwed this up so bad in my opinion yes later i
1: do agree and we'll get to that but i'm just saying on the welfare check issue i don't see where they really could have done anything and his brother and his sister lived in florida and keep in mind he lives in san francisco so short of them having power of attorney i don't even know how that would work he's not endangered because no one's heard from him and he just kind of, he's old enough that if he wanted to go on vacation, he could have. So my little two cents on that. Now, the weirdness, however, ramps up after that second welfare check. The people that Mr. Free had seen coming and going from the house and the neighbors were discussing seemed to get spooked when the San Francisco Police Department performs a third welfare check and they begin to clean Brian's home. Neighbors said that they cleaned so much that they saw soap suds coming out from underneath the doorsteps. That's pretty insane. That's got to be a lot. And you could smell
0: bleach from the sidewalk. I'm fairly sure that's what's called destroying Evidence, which is a crime in itself.
1: Yes, it is. And as two former wrestling coaches, I've used enough bleach to mop a wrestling mat that it will burn your eyes. Oh, yeah. So there's no mistaking someone it, trying to clean it's something.
0: N- it's not as much as you think. No. Nope. I mean It's
1: <laughs> it's a one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, one,
0: two, three, filling up the mop bucket, and it's so strong you can't see.
1: Yeah. So they also repaint the front of Brian's house. And on August 19th of 2018, a white van is seen in front of Brian's home. The company name on the van is called Aftermath Services. A little ominous. And they are a crime scene cleanup company. So Scott Free sees this and calls 911 and says, Look, you have got to get over here. There is now a crime scene van, cleanup van, in front of this house. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's pretty brazen.
1: SFPD, they show up this time with a search warrant. And prior to them showing up this time with the search warrant, during one of the welfare checks, there was a undisclosed police officer state that they thought they saw an exterior wall next to the stairs of the front of the house leading to the front door. But upon serving the search warrant, this time that the cleanup van is there, they realize it was not an exterior wall, but it was some type of mudroom or exterior storage room. Inside this storage room, they find a bunch of shelves, debris, crawl space access, and a large fish tank. The fish tank measured 18 inches wide, 28 inches high, and 72 inches long with a liquid level of 24 inches. An iron sawhorse covered the tank along with a rolled-up piece of carpet. So when officers removed the sawhorse and the carpet, all of a sudden, a torso floats to the top. Now, the tank had been placed behind a door from the interior of the home that had been blocked by a picture, and I kind of pictured this in my mind as it's like a scooby-doo moment they move the picture and realize rut row there's a secret room
0: i've always wanted a secret room i do too I, but here's the thing i'd want it to be like my office
1: so it wouldn't be real secret would it
0: no it'd be secret for everybody but me and i'd have like a couch in there and a tv and a little bar and a desk but what would happen is i'd Fuck around and have a heart
1: attack in there nobody will <laughs> find me die somebody <laughs> comes by this secret wall and they're like god it's fine <laughs> there was also a fan on top of the tank blowing towards the door leading outside bleach detergent drano and some type of odor elimination chemical were found in the room the fan was there to mix all of the odors and displaced them huh. outside the door. Okay. The head and hands were missing and still are to this day. The feet were found inside the tank, inside socks, but they had been severed from the torso. The torso had a button-up shirt, a t-shirt, and jeans that contained $9 in paper money and $0.71 in coinage. Authorities also find bone fragments in a planter box in the backyard. Now, it takes... I think it takes like six weeks, maybe six months. I don't know. Anyway, it takes some time. And through DNA testing, it is determined that the torso is that of Brian Egg. And when police served the search warrant, a 52-year-old man named Robert McCaffrey is in the home and answered the door. He has on him $1,000 in cash. Cash? Cash money. And he says that that money is to pay Aftermath Services, the cleanup crew. He is arrested and questioned, but later... He is released. See, that don't make no sense. No, it don't. Now, the autopsy report and toxicology report were released to the San Francisco Chronicle in May of 2019. In it, the cause of death is listed as, quote, unspecific homicidal violence with blunt force trauma, end quote. Now, assistant medical examiner Dr. Amy Hart determined that someone had killed Brian before they dismembered his body and... An effort was made to hide the body. Now, Dr. Julie Melanick, a Bay Area forensic pathologist who is not affiliated with the case, told the Chronicle, quote, this manner of death determination is primarily reliant on the scene and circumstances, including facts in the police investigation and may not necessarily rely on solid scientific evidence from the autopsy, end quote. Most of the autopsy findings relied on examining the bones and uh, listener discretion advised. If you want to bump this forward about 10 seconds, you may want to do that now. They said that when they removed, tried to remove the torso, the skin and the muscles and flesh were just falling off the bones. But when the medical examiner examined the bones, they were furry. And deteriorated, which is a sign of being chemically altered. Sounds like someone tried to break, do a breaking bad without the meth. Nothing. I get nothing but an eye roll. Thanks, man. Appreciate
0: I didn't it. roll my eyes. I didn't even acknowledge you, you as, looked a, up, as a
1: human being. I bought you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> two, two fractured ribs and a vertebra are found, and they, quote, showed consistencies with blunt force trauma, which usually comes from direct blows to the chest, end quote. What the report did not determine is whether the fractions happened before or after Brian had passed away.
0: Mm, Yeah, okay, yeah, natural causes... And they just felt bad for their friends. So they sawed him up and put him in so a fish they tank. So sawed him up and put him in a damn fish tank. With a bunch of draino. Stop finishing my sentences. Just because you know me that well. You finished it before I did. Oh, God,
1: here we go. Get your eyeball off the mic. It doesn't make as much People. noise as your beard. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man, you got me there. <laughs> I got to give you that one. <laughs> damn. Cutting deep today. Well, you start. I you start throwing bombs. I came at you. <laughs> I came. I, I came at you. I mean, you're not wrong. You're just an <laughs> asshole.
1: Oh man, I want to post that. I, I, and we may post it on our socials. Uh, there's a picture of a dog under the covers with its head laid back on a pillow. It says, "How I sleep knowing everybody thinks I'm an asshole." <laughs> All right. So back to the case, Doctor Melanick stated to the chronicle, quote, the rib and vertebral fractures that that were detected may have occurred post-mortem since there was no associated bleeding described into the adjacent soft tissues. Even if they occurred before death, these fractures could be survivable injuries and are not necessarily the cause of death. Get you some of that.
0: That was pretty good. I was trying to distract you. You were flawless.
1: Flawless and
0: flipped me off three times.
1: You got the single, then followed by the double.
0: Well, as long as I don't get the
1: triple, flying squirrel. It's spam. It's okay, and I, I fixed the table so it don't. People don't hear it. You did. You did
0: a good job. I thought you. I, didn't you tell me you put your wife in your phone as spam
1: risk? That would have been funny as shit. <laughs> Unknown callers. What I should have done. She don't listen to these episodes, so I'm okay. My wife don't listen anymore either.
0: All right, so she, she gave up on me. <laughs> long ago. Long, long time ago.
1: It's five, six, seven. That's your eight, buddy. All right, so yeah. a toxic um, shit. <laughs> I, I killed that whole sentence, and then you screwed me on toxicology. I didn't do I didn't do anything. A toxicology
0: apart.
1: Right. found no drugs in Brian's system. Which, how the hell could they? Was, he was submerging in bleach and Drano. I'm pretty sure that'll fuck up a toxicology report.
0: Well, I'm no pathologist, but i unfortunately going to have to agree with you. Like, I don't know if that was cocaine or Drano.
1: It could have been rat poison or Drano. Could've I don't been, know.
0: could have been either or. You never know. Same, same chemical compound.
1: Now, according to the medical examiner... The toxicology report would point to the fact that this was more likely a homicide as opposed to a drug overdose. But again, even if you overdose on, I'm just going to tell you, we're friends. If you find me dead in this recording studio. I'll cut you up and put you in a fish tank. Please don't cut me up and
0: put me in a fish tank. But it'll be such a cool story.
1: That basically is the facts of the case. No, did, did you tell who paid for the... I'm getting there, fucker. Now we get into the suspects. <laughs> if you will remember when I was previously speaking, the guy that answered the door when they served a the search warrant, his name was Brian McCaffrey. He had thousand dollars on him. Yeah. During his questioning, it was determined Mr. McCaffrey had no damn idea why he was there. Someone paid him a significant amount of money.
0: But the question is how?
1: To oversee the cleanup and pay the company the remainder of the fee. Who paid the company? That's the that's the question. That man is, depending on what article you read, he was either 39 or 40, but his name is Lance Silva. Okay, but tell him how he paid for it. Hold on, fucker, I'm getting there. Stop cussing, my mama's <coughs> listening. <coughs> oh,
0: Jesus. My mama listens to this.
1: So, you may be asking yourself, so. who is Lance Silva? Well... Silva, as Coach so poignantly pointed out, is the man that ordered the cleanup crew. But he did so using Brian Egg's debit card. Which in... um, The whole reason is because I wanted to say this again. Which in itself... Is suspicious. Is a crime. I know. That's what I... And we'll get into that. But This is two crimes committed. Now, there's a bunch of them. Already. Now, when they arrest this genius... They charge him with suspicion of homicide. I didn't know that that was an actual charge. Suspicion of homicide. Well, that's, that's my favorite. One of my favorite Simpsons
0: lines ever is sideshow Bobby's like, they arrested me for attempted murder. I mean, what is that? Do they give Nobel Prizes for attempted chemistry? I just about <laughs> spilt beer everywhere.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that almost come out my nose. That's
0: one of the best lines ever. That is ever. pretty good. I mean, he's got a point.
1: He, he really does. So he was charged with suspicion of homicide, ID theft, elder abuse, and financial crimes. Which in itself is a crime. It's a
0: crime. Stop finishing my sentences. I got to talk too.
1: There's two of those in there (laughs) that you could charge them with. Now, I don't know if it just they would plead down to a misdemeanor, but ID theft and financial crimes. You could stick someone in jail, I think. And if you could prove they elderly abused someone, they'll throw your ass under the jail. All the way up under. Silva, at the time of his arrest, was at a hotel on 6th Street known for transients. And just so happened, this hotel is near Brian's home. Silva has quite the checkered past. I mean, who don't, though? I don't know now. I'm going to tell you something. My past My past is checkered, but there's no record of it. My past is
0: checkered. As the end zone at the beautiful, oh God, I'm about to in my
1: Stadium, heart. and oh, there it goes. The University the of mouth. Tennessee. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, here it is. <clears throat> okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Wish that I was now, financial on records a show that Silva <laughs> once served as the president of a nationally known upholstery company run by his father.
0: Here's the thing: is we can't. Do a podcast when we're both in a good mood because it's it's very. We're, we're, I think this is what the people pay for. You think I do? Give us some feedback. Do you want?
1: Do you want humdrum or do you want? Do you want, off the rails? You
0: want pissy coach that doesn't talk that much or do you want this goofy I'm gonna
1: set this mother on fire.
0: I, I, you better not. <laughs> you better not.
1: <laughs> now, after Silver's father Don passed away in 2010, the National Upholstering Company shut down its operations. Will happen. But in 2014, young Lance, who was then listed as the president of the company, was convicted of defrauding the retirement accounts of four of its former employees for a grand total of forty three thousand three hundred and eighty dollars. Which at the time was a pretty
0: good amount of money.
1: 2014. It's still oh, a damn wait, good. I'm sorry. You, not, about, you about you got the R word. I
0: thought it was. Uh,
1: I, yeah, there you go I, thinking. Yeah, we don't th- pay you to think, son. We pay you to play.
0: I thought it was a little further back. I'm sorry. That's not that much. That's not that much. That's
1: not enough to go to prison over.
0: So you, after there's not there's not a money total that I would take to go to jail. If I go to one of them country club jails, I like the one Jordan Belfort went to Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, something like that. But man, if you go into federal.
1: No, I don't want none of that. Yeah, there's
0: not, there's not a dollar amount. No. you could offer me to say, hey, won't you spend? If you spend ten years in prison, no, we'll I'll give, do four. We'll give you a billion dollars. I'll do four. I was like, no, not at a far. country club, not doing. It. No, at a, I mean, I'm talking federal, San Quentin. No, sir. Let's say San Quentin. No, <laughs> ten years in San Quentin. No,
1: I'm not doing ten years in the give, county jail. And and much they, less San Quentin. They'll give, they'll give you a billion dollars. You wouldn't do it. I would, but I would I would go in I one of them crazed sons of guns that gets put in
0: solitary. I wouldn't do it. Not even in solitary. There's no way. There's, I
1: would still have twenty good years left,
0: at least <laughs> when I got out. There's not there's I mean a
1: billion dollars.
0: You offer me a trillion dollars, I'm not doing ten years. As the this.
1: man said, there's not enough Listerine in the world, son. Now, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> After an investigation by the U.S. Department of Labor, prosecutors in Alameda County charged that Silva changed names and addresses on the accounts in order to receive the retirement funds. He was sentenced to six months in jail and five years probation in order to repay the money. The charges of suspicion of homicide, ID theft, elder abuse, and financial crimes were eventually dropped by the San Francisco DA's office according to them, quote, pending further investigation, end quote. But by being in the possession of a dead man's debit card, Silva's parole was revoked and he would serve the remainder of his five years probation in prison. On June 1st of 2018, court records show that a 2007 BMW 750 was purchased for $5,500 by someone who had identified themselves as Brian Egg from a dealership in Newark, California. A purchase document for the sale would later be found in the possession of Lance Silva. On June 15, 2018, the BMW that was purchased on June 1st was towed from 379 5th Street in San Francisco for parking in a no-stopping zone. It was retrieved later that day by a man... Claiming to be Paul Ferran, Paul Ferran just so happens to be the name of the of a man that Silva defrauded back in 2014. This
0: guy's not—he's not that good a guy.
1: No, no, no—he's not very smart. Now, when San Francisco police viewed surveillance video of the man, the dealership said was Paul Ferran retrieving the car. It turns out to be the one and only, Mr. Lance Silva. Give this man a This gives this. Let's just give this man a round of applause, but for being so stupid. Or as one of the coaches that we worked with said, "Son, you're stupid." <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, he said that to me several <laughs> times.
1: <laughs> so let's go over, and I know this is kind of redundant, but depending on if you do any further reading on this case. The timeline is convoluted at best. So we're going to go over it, and then we're going to give you our theories, and then we're going to shoot the shit. What do you mean, our theories? There's just one theory. There is, you're right. We agree, obviously. (laughs) The timeline, according to an article put out by ABC News Channel 7 in San Francisco, begins in late May or early June of 2018. That is the last time Brian Egg is seen in his... Soma Neighborhood. Now, in June or July of 2018, Brian's brother, Devin, phoned his brother and got the answering machine uh, message. He said to authorities and ABC News Channel 7 that his brother never used an answering machine and he didn't recognize the voice on the answering machine. He called back and someone answered who gave his name as, quote, Nate. He said his brother would call him right back after he finished walking his dog. No one ever called Devin back. They should have called him back. on on just rude. On June 1st, 2018, court records show that the 2007 BMW was purchased for $5,500 by someone claiming to be Brian Egg, who later turned out to be Lance Silva. Uh, June 15th of 2018, the BMW that was purchased was towed from 379 Fifth Street in San Francisco. It was retrieved that day by a man claiming to be Paul Ferran, who we just discussed was none other than the genius Lance Silva. Now, police say that they receive the first calls from neighbors reporting Egg's disappearance in late July of 2018 and they that's when they start the welfare checks august the 2nd of 2018 uh, mr scott free makes a post on the social media app next door to alert the neighbors the neighbors expressed their concern and said they would also report the suspicious activity at the home to police and this is also the time that strangers are seen going and coming from uh mr egg's home August the 4th or 5th of 2018, neighbors say that the third welfare check by police apparently prompted the people living in the house to frantically start cleaning. This is when they observed soap suds coming out of the home and the smell of bleach from the sidewalk, and also the people in the house started painting the front of the house. August the 7th of 2018, police say that Brian's sister and his brother Devin file a missing persons report. This is when officers send out the third welfare check, but again, no one answers the door. August the 14th of 2018, neighbors call 911 when they see a private crime scene cleanup company show up to the home. That is when uh, Robert McCaffrey, who was 52 at the time, was arrested at the home with $1,000 cash in his pocket. August the 16th of 2018, is when police arrest Lance Silva in a nearby residential hotel. They charge both McCaffrey and Silva with um, conspiracy, no, attempted homicide, ID theft, elder abuse, and financial crimes. The San Francisco DA's office eventually drops the charges pending further investigation. McCaffrey is freed. Silva is held in the Alameda County Jail for a parole violation. Court records show that he had a prior conviction for grand theft, which we discussed. And remember, he was in possession of Brian's debit card. August 17th, after searching the home for four days, police find a human torso in a large fish tank that was hidden in the home. Once DNA is returned, they identify the remains as Brian. August 23rd of 2018, neighbors say that around-the-clock surveillance of the home by police ends that had began on August the 14th. August 28th, San Francisco police hold a press conference revealing details of the case for the first time. They defend not taking further action during those three welfare checks at the home. They say there was not sufficient suspicion to break into the home. But, according to the neighbors, there was. On August 29th of 2018, Lance Silva appears in court in Alameda County to face charges related to his parole violation. April 24th, 2019, Lance Silva is released from jail after, quote, sentence served. May of 2019 is when Brian's death is officially ruled a homicide by the San Francisco Medical Examiner. As of today, San Francisco Police Department states that this is an active investigation and they are working on good leads and are making progress. If McCaffrey and Silver were only exploiting Brian's death, then who really did it and where is Brian's hands and head?
0: That's a mystery in itself. I mean, where do you go to take a head? Where, I mean, where do you dispose a head? Like, From what I can
1: gather, the bay. In San Francisco. There's a bay in San Francisco? And supposedly. Do people know about this? They eat the sharks down there. They eat anybody that jumps in, according to Alcatraz former security guards. Except for those three dudes that made it and wound up in South America. We should do that. What, go to South
0: America? I would like to go there too. I, I have no desire to go to South America.
1: Belize? All right, fuck it. Okay. okay. <laughs> and we're gone. <laughs> Let's go to Belize, man. If you have information about this case or know someone who is posing as or has posed as Brian Egg, please call the San Francisco Police Department Anonymous tip line at 415-575-4444. You can also text your tip to tip411, but begin the text with SFPD. Okay, I will. Okay. So, we're going to start texting, they did it. <laughs> <laughs> because there's not many <laughs> please, other... <laughs> please don't do <laughs>
0: <laughs> They did it. <laughs> like, who did it? You know. You know. I mean, you know. you know. I mean, you know.
1: But, here's my thing. I don't know if... Is it one of those cases where yes, the DA knows... They have the person Silva or the two people Silva and McCaffrey. They just don't have that one piece of evidence evidence that ties them to actually murdering him. Because there's a lot of those cases out there where police come out and there, say, "Look, we know who did it. We just can't
0: prove it." There's been people con- w- convicted
1: on way less on way less. There's three teenagers in West Memphis.
0: Yeah, that would love to have a conversation with these police. Uh, didn't we, didn't we just spend half our, almost half our lives in prison on circumstantial
1: evidence? You got the, you, you the guy had the nerve to take an orange with a serrated knife and go, I don't know. They look like, look like the same wounds to me. Oh,
0: Jesus. Don't even get me started. you you trying to get me started, ain't you? Sure. Ain't you? I am. Well, it's going to turn into a damn West Memphis three podcast. You keep at me west memphis three
1: man that might be our 100th episode no it's not (laughs) i know you done told the people what's happening i'll get
0: pissed it could be 101 and just let me go off for an hour
1: this case is fairly new i mean it's only three years old and there's really not any other suspects there's not any leads there's nothing on reddit there's not a whole lot on web sleuth there's a lady from Texas saying that this was very similar to a case back in 2015. And I kind of read through it, but they know who did that when they put his ass in jail. Um, but, I, I mean, did Brian just happen to give the wrong person his couch to sleep on and they, they thought he had money? Or, you know, I guess that's my thing. He hadn't worked since the late 90s. So let's just say conservatively, 98, he's not worked. He goes missing in 2018. I mean, that's 20 years. Could he... Hold on. Wait. Carry it. Yeah, that math checks There you go. I got it. I just don't see... I mean, I I guess that's what it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be one of those things where maybe Sylvan knew Brian and kind of comes over one day and sees him dead. But then... Why dismember him? Or maybe he came in and he was already dismembered and in the fish tank. And so he was like, fuck it. I'll just take his debit card.
0: Yeah, that's what happened. I mean, that's the the exact reaction you have when you find someone dismembered. Man, where's his debit card at?
1: No. 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 Okay. Coach says no, so that's not it. That's not it. Well, let us know what you think about this lovely case because we think that Silva and his accomplices, named or unnamed, may have committed the crime. They did. Okay. (laughs) Now we would like to get into the point that Coach wants to throw stones. I
0: do. Because, again, we have talked many times about the cases we choose and people have stated Man, I just wish you'd give me a solved one. Well, we damn near did. No, we did. But the mystery here is how could the pol- how could the police be this incompetent? How can they not get enough evidence to convict these guys? What happened? And where's his head? Where's his hands? I mean, there's enough mystery here. I mean, I'm, we're making. I am personally making an assumption that the police screwed this up. Maybe there's a lot more to it than that we don't know. Maybe if those officers were here,
1: they're not going to tell us shit. They
0: could explain to us how wrong we are. But I don't think they're going to do that. Was it a cover up?
1: And if so, why? I don't think it's a cover up. I really don't think they have that one piece of evidence that the DA says, all right, we're going to bring it to trial.
0: But like I said, you got enough circumstantial evidence. There are people rotten in prison to this day. (laughs) Oh, I agree with you. That were convicted on much less, and you than could this. get
1: Silva on financial crimes and identity theft for buying the car. And I don't understand why they didn't at least charge him with that and then get McCaffrey to try to roll on him. Maybe McCaffrey totally doesn't know Silva and was just contacted by someone and said, "Look, be at this address. I'll pay you X amount of dollars." And then you show up and there's a crime scene. Man, I mean, that's ske- like, mm-hmm. that's sketchy as hell. But I mean, look, dude, money's not- money. When I worked as a teenager, money, this guy money. offered me five hundred dollars to drive his truck across town. Oh, okay. What about saying? And I was like, Mm-mm. You earned that money. I know you did. I said, Mm-mm, son. Cause his truck was one of a kind. And I knew what I was gonna be taking. Him. And I said, No, thank you, sir, because my daddy, he'll kill me. Okay. All right. Well, I said my piece. Okay, peace. So now we can get into recommendations. And I'm going to recommend the YouTube channel Top Mysteries and specifically the Yosemite National Park video. Mm-hmm. They go over some of the 411 cases. Nice. And they did a very good job. Nice. And it's about 30 minutes long and it's just um, pictures of the park so you can actually put it on and do other shit. So, I
0: like those. Anything that I can put on. And do other shit. And grade papers or. Grade papers. I'm not grading papers. You're right. (laughs) We get a lot of participation. Lots. (laughs) Lots. (laughs) You give out of boys. Yeah. I really do. But anyway. I I am going to recommend the Missing Enigma YouTube page and their Dennis Martin, A Great Smoky Mountains mystery because they are presenting new evidence. It's a pretty long video, but again, it's one of those you can put on and do whatever the hell you want. You ain't got to watch it with bated breath. It doesn't do some chores or what? whatnot.
1: I listened to Pilatus talk about that case again on another YouTube channel. I can't remember what it's called. But he was talking about how, and a lot of people think this, that there are like backwoods, I don't. I, that's not really a good description. They're off the grid, but they have their own language. There's a family. Talking about the Melungeons? maybe. That's the. I mean, where is this at? Near the where he went, uh, Dennis Martin. Went. Yeah,
0: yeah, there's wild
1: men. Yeah, there's uh, that boy that talks, and the the adults can understand him, and they tra- kind of translate for him. Yes, yeah, I know exactly. What you're talking about. Those guys are
0: definitely Melungeons. Look that up. There's a population of people that live in the hills, and they don't come out. They've developed their own language. and My mama told me about them because she's from Tennessee. Yeah. I, th-
1: mm-hmm. I mean, it's not necessarily off the grid, people, but... What no, would, what they, would, no, I mean, they no, are they, off the grid, weigh, but... They, they beyond off the grid. They're not off the grid as people think. They're like stuck in the 50s or the 1910s. Yeah, I was about to say, probably about the
0: 10s, buddy. Maybe the teens if they're lucky. But yeah, man, that's a a pretty, pretty, pretty good. Sorry if I was a little, I was just in a good mood, so I was getting a little goofy on you. But if y'all didn't like that, let me know and I'll keep myself under control, okay? Okay, thank you, coach. You got anything else? I sure don't, man. Oh, uh, before we go. Oh, here we fucking go. <laughs> the people have spoken. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is actually good stuff.
1: And the new T-shirt design, sweatshirt design, whatever the hell you want to put it on, uh, will be Mysterious Brews established 2019 <laughs> for my deep, dark, dank, moist basement. I
0: saw something. It was a like a billboard for like a water damage company or something. And it was like, is your basement wet and something? And I was like, man, that was a. Close. That was a perfect opportunity to use the word moist. <laughs> oh, they said damp. Oh is it, is wet? it damp? Is it wet and is it damp? I'm like Really? Come on, people. Just use it. Yeah. Use it. Damp is not a good word. No. The
1: word is moist. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs>